The reading today is taken from the book of Matthew. Jesus said to the crowds to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it. But do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on the shoulders of others. But they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues and to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you all are students. And, no one your, and call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. exalted. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thank you. Grace and peace this morning. Jesus is direct and he is clear in his condemnations of the religious leaders of his day in today's text. His instructions are specific, but they come from a worldview. Jesus is giving us two visions of how we can understand how we live our lives before God. Now, the first vision is what he's condemning. It's a vision of power and self-sufficiency, of placing oneself at the center of all things. This is easy to see. When we see religious hypocrisy, we know it. It's obvious. But what Jesus is so angry about here is not just hypocrisy. It's the notion that these scribes and Pharisees carry with them that they are finished products. The notion that they have lived their life and have now arrived at their final destination and have no more growing left to do. They are done learning about God, and so now they can just dispense God's knowledge to others. They have it figured out once and for all. They're so sure of themselves that they can even speak for God. This is what Jesus means when he says they sit on Moses' seat. And the moment they do this, the moment that they speak for God, these religious leaders leave their humanity behind. If you're human, and you are, you're a part of this world. You're not the creator of this world. You're part of the created order. And yet that's the trap these religious leaders have fallen into. They forget that they only bear the image of God and opt to believe that they themselves are God. Their overinflated sense of self is on full display, and it's not a good look. 
Now, we might think that Jesus sees this puffed-up pride and demand that we take the exact opposite course. Self-denial, diminishing ourselves, minimizing our voices. If Jesus doesn't want us to act as though we are as big as God, perhaps Jesus wants us to get really, really small. And it's easy for us to see where we get this idea because Jesus says in this very passage, all who exalt themselves will will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. And so we hear that, and immediately we start thinking, now how can I show that I'm humbling myself? How can I do that? And so maybe we say things like, you know, I don't want people to focus on me. I want people to focus on God. I'm not going to point out injustices in our world because I'm not perfect and I don't want to seem like I've got it all figured out. I think I'm going to not share my story and stay silent because what if other people think I'm talking about myself to draw attention to myself? We go about worrying whether or not we are attracting stares. We try to hide our good works, and we go out of our way to stay silent and small. And soon we are inhabiting our humility like it is a finished project or product, and we act as though we have it figured out once and for all. That sounds familiar. In our quest to run away from the self-importance of the religious leaders, we've become the very thing we've sought to avoid. We've still forgotten that we bear the image of God, but this time we've opted to believe that we are nothing. As different as they are, forced humility and an inflated sense of self have one major thing in common— that's that both of them place you at the center. Both of them treat your ability to live correctly as though that's the most important thing there is. Whether we believe that we are as important as God or believe that we have no importance at all, our biggest belief is not actually about God. It's about ourselves and how we see ourselves. And the good news today is that Jesus tells us that there's something else. The good news is that what we believe to be true about ourselves, whether it's overvaluing or undervaluing our own worth, That's not even the biggest thing. And what we believe to be true about God, that's not the biggest thing either. The biggest thing is what God believes to be true about us. The biggest thing is God's faithfulness to each one of us and to this whole world. The biggest story ever written so big that it's still being written today, is God creating the entire universe in earnest love, redeeming the whole thing in the death and resurrection of Jesus, and staying close to it and sustaining each part of it through the Holy Spirit. That's what's at the center of our existence. It's not you. 
It's not your ability to speak for God as though you have all the answers or your ability to perform humility as though you don't have any answers at all. The story of God is so much bigger than the stories you tell yourself about yourself. And glimpsing that you are a part of God's story, that sets you free to be fully human. Not overvaluing yourself with pride, not undervaluing yourself with forced humility, but living in the middle of the two. Jesus knows about this. Yes, he sees and knows that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but he also speaks of a God who stays so close to you that the number of hairs on your head have already been counted. Jesus says that he himself is the light of the world and we are smoldering wicks, but he also says that you are not to hide what light you do have under a bushel basket, but you are to let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to God in heaven. This is the second vision implicit in Jesus' words today. It's a vision of freedom that comes with centering yourself not in some kind of idea of how you should be living your life before God, but in the knowledge that God, God's life is being lived right alongside yours. Our congregation actually has beautiful language for this. We talk about finding our place in God's unfolding story. It's God's story that is the main thing. We don't get to write that story. God does. What we get to do is figure out where we fit along the way, how our fleshy and imperfect and unfinished selves are being put to use to show God's glory. And that's what humbling oneself truly looks like. It's not a performance of making yourself small. Humbling yourself is opting out of any illusion that tells you that the universe depends on you and that its balance depends on your success or failure. Humbling yourself is unburdening yourself from feeling like you have to do anything or everything. It's instead the knowledge that God is doing something to you, in you, and through you. Humbling yourself is making peace with the tensions and imperfections in your life by zooming out to that big story for a little perspective. Yeah, I might get a little hot-headed sometimes. I might say one thing and then do another. I might stay silent when I should speak or lecture when I should learn. But I'm human, and this is to be expected. And what's more, none of any of your ordinary failures is going to scare God away. So it doesn't make sense to beat ourselves up over them. Confess them and then move on. Keep on living boldly. Because humbling ourselves is the Copernican revolution that allows us to see God at the center of this universe rather than ourselves. So say something, 
do something, learn something, be daring and audacious and bold, show up to your own life. It's going to be imperfect. It's going to be incomplete. But take comfort. God is the one who's writing the story. Amen.